0: Oh good evening everyone and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Wrap brought to you by Crowcasts, of course and what a fantastic night it is to be talking footy and who else who else would we like to talk footy about than with Macca Hager, Mac?
1: Absolutely delighted to be here, Fiend, and to talk about what was possibly one of our greatest wins in recent years.
0: It most certainly was. Uh, before we get into proceedings, let's uh, say hello to everyone who's joining us on the Discord chat and also on YouTube. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. It should be a big show. Don't forget we're interactive, so if you want to get around it and... Uh, have your say, please feel free. There'll be plenty of opportunities to uh, have your say and celebrate the win. Uh, also, we will cover really quickly the rest of the round. Uh, we'll talk about our fantasy comp and our tipping comp and other stuff, Macca. There's just a just a plethora, just a plethora of things to talk about.
1: Very really educated there, with the uh, plethora. But... Uh yeah let's roll
0: very good well before we get into the main event, why don't we talk about the weekend's results Mac real quick uh let's have a look here and see what's going on so Thursday night we had um the bulldogs getting up ten seven sixty seven to a disappointing brisbane line seven
1: eleven fifty three yeah a close game but I didn't think it was a great game um uh bon Pelly, uh he really tried to get them going at the beginning and uh mcrae he started to fade a bit and mcrae he took over for the dogs and, and neil and dunkley in two were pretty gave a fair bit of drive for brisbane but i think the big difference was um the forwards for brisbane are absolute shite those two skinny blokes up there that don't they really mark it, and when they do, they'll, they'll kick the ball anywhere in an arc of about 360 degrees from the cold. Yeah, And It's uh, a
0: real Achilles, Achilles heel for them, isn't it, Mac? Um, Gunston was their mainstay and sort of kept them in it, but uh, Hitwood hardly saw it all night. And uh, um, what's his name? Um, what, big, Joey, big Joey Danaher. He, uh, he's as good as useless.
1: Yeah, and they missed McStay, who went to Collingwood, and um, they missed him a lot more than they thought they would. Mm. Um, uh, on the other hand, uh, Eagle Hagen came good at full forward and kick five, and of course he made that gesture by uh, in response to being uh, racially uh, uh, abused last week. He yep. took over and uh, did a Nicky win march to the crowd, and I think good on him.
0: Yeah, absolutely good on him. I agree with that. Uh, the next game we had uh, Collingwood just on their merry way eight fifteen sixty three to um, Richmond seven seven forty nine wasn't a bad game this one.
1: No, no, it really shouldn't have been quite that close though. Uh, Collingwood eight fifteen seven seven twenty three shots to fourteen mm. sort of kept Richmond in the game, and um, you know there were some outstanding players for Collingwood and. Uh, no surprise, it's the Dacos brothers and uh, uh, goey who after you know being in all, a bad boy in all the news, is playing excellent football for them. So uh, I guess they can tolerate his bad boy stuff in the off-season if he plays well during the season. Storm in uh,
0: a teacup, Storm Storming a teacup, that stuff.
1: Yeah, well, they've got a good problem too, and both they're up and they're down now. Uh, Cameron uh, suffered a medial ligament, so I don't know... If you get out
0: there quick, you might be able to ruck with him next week. Yeah, well, they're talking about Billy, Big Billy taking over. Um, Ash Johnson did all right uh, in the ruck, um, but uh, they reckon it might be Big Bill because uh, the big yank's still a couple of weeks away with some ribs because he's soft American, can't play with ribs.
1: Yeah, just on Ash Johnson, he's a half-brother to McCann and, um, yeah, he's got some skills too. Sturt boy,
0: isn't he, Ash Johnson? I think so. Yeah, I think he is too. Going all right, going all right. Um, Hawthorne down in Tasmania getting up in the uh, clash of the mentor and student. Hawthorne eleven fourteen eighty 80, North Melbourne 9, 7, 61. Didn't watch this one, mate, so I rely on your insight.
1: Yeah, I saw bits and pieces of it. Um, it was uh, Hawthorne, they jumped them early and they just, it stayed that way. Um, there were two outstanding players for them. Will Day, a South Australian boy, um, he's out of contract in the end of the season. Whether we can get whether there'll be both uh, us ourselves and Port trying to get him back to come to come home. Um, he is going to be a real gun. He, he started off as a half back flanker. They've thrown him into the middle this year, and he just dominated. Really good player. Yeah, and like him a lot. Yeah, and the crazy guy down back, well, he, you know, the fullback with Sicily,
0: he he played a superb game as well. Overall, just too good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Will Day a lot, and uh, Ports don't have a lot of uh, draft currency this year, Mac. They've already uh, traded away first, their it. first rounder, so... Uh, first, second and third thing. Yeah, interesting. Um, okay, in... Uh, Sydney, we had the Giants going down to Carlton in a uh, low-scoring affair. Carlton 9-20-74 to the Giants 9-10-64. Disappointing by the Giants, I thought. They usually are. They usually are. Um, So hot and cold, aren't they? God.
1: Yeah, you know, um, they are capable of playing some superb football because they do have some very, very talented footballers in there. Not... Every player in their side is ta- uh, uh, fully talented. Uh, I think one of the things that really let him down, uh, Newman uh, at center back kept Ray down to five touches, and I think that was very, very significant in the game. Yep.
0: yep. Um, Hogan's a bit of a spud, I reckon. Uh, I used to be a fan of his, but he just doesn't produce consistently, and, you know, they've gotten rid of a lot of their forward power. Himmelberg isn't really working for them. Um and he's sort of back and forward and back and forward and I don't think they know what to do with him, to be honest with you. And, um, yeah, they just lack firepower forward, in my opinion. Yeah, well, they do. Um, up until this point, Mac, my tip's gone really well. <laughs> yeah, OK. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, St Kilda continuing on their winning way. Rossi Lane, if you don't mind. 14.892 to Essendon 11.874.
1: Yeah, well, look, I was at a, a grandkids' birthday party. <laughs> Aren't they great? Um, <laughs> and and, and the, no bloody TV on, mate, so I can't really tell you much about How the game. Rude. Uh, How rude. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. Um, you know, you had to do the social thing and all that. Yeah, um, yeah, But you've got to say, Rossi Lyon must have something as a coach. He Well, he's certainly an impact coach, isn't he? Um, he he gets... Gets him going. I don't know whether he's a finisher.
0: Well, um, there was a, a lad on the handball comp on the footy show today, and they asked him the impact that Lyon had had. Uh, I forget the guy's name, he's out injured at the moment. But one thing he did say, which I thought was quite interesting, was that he has simplified everything, simplified the game. And I think that's a key factor sometimes when you've got a. Um, a team that is just struggling, in that you've just got to go back to basics and do the basics and the fundamentals well. And I reckon Lyon's got them doing that. Um, Brad Crouch, in particular, is thriving under under Ross Lyon. And um, you know, that I, I still don't think they have the polish or the the class to break into top four and be in real contention. But it just shows you what um, what a decent coach will do in terms of straightening up a list. You summed it up well, thing. nothing to add. Oh, shit. We're we going to get along today. We're we going to get along tonight? Yeah. Oh, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And then today, just when you thought the Suns were dead in the water, they come up and beat Geelong 10-13-73 to Geelong 7-12-54, 19 points. Um, the thing about this victory and this result and the reaction to it is that it shouldn't be a shock anymore this is a shock result but it shouldn't be the sun's at home full strength geelong a bit short of a gallop and down a couple of players it shouldn't like it's it's a good result for the suns don't get me wrong but you'd think that you know the uh the the sky fall and the way everyone's reacting about it and and rightly so but that shouldn't be the case this far into gold coast's life
1: I'll say one thing though. Um it's to me Geelong um Sirwood retired. I, he was the heart and soul of Geelong and Agreed. he was the one that created the intensity and they in the three defeats they've had so far, they are they are nowhere near as intense as they were last year. Um Agreed. and, and uh, you know, Danger supposed to be setting that example now, but Danger would dwell past his best and uh Danger feel to me. I said,
0: Danger,
1: Danger yeah. <laughs> well I can bring out any old name any, any you've time. been
0: drinking again <laughs> is that what's going on
1: only this afternoon yeah. only this afternoon I it's this only four, <laughs> four or five yeah um, oh, dear. Yeah. Um, yeah not much else to say apart from that except that uh, Lacoste has finally uh, came of age and uh, kicked five goals and as, as a forward and you know when the when it was really mattered, he kicked goals at the end, and and one was apparently a big booming sixty metre goal as well. So, um, but you are right; it is about time that they that they did produce results like this.
0: But they've got to make that that ground their own. They've got the got to make themselves hard to play at that ground. It's a big trip for for teams to go up there. It's um, you know a different environment, a different weather pattern for most teams. Gold Coast should be taking advantage of that situation. And, uh, you know, the blokes like Lukosius need to pick up this team and make it their own. And until they do, um, you know, they're just going to continue to have these odd good bits of form mixed in with, you know, ongoing mediocrity. So, anyway... Um, Melbourne getting up twenty one eight one thirty four 134 to the Swans, 12-12, 84. I think it's only the third time in the last 20 years that Melbourne have beaten SCG at, uh, Sydney at the MCG.
1: Well, that is an amazing stat because uh, Melbourne are, a quali- in, certainly in recent times, have been a quality team and uh, uh, they, their, their quality players were really the difference too when you, um, Oliver and Petrarca really shone. They, they really shone. And I uh, had a, a, a new boy in, uh, I, he's uh, of the same sort of back nationally background as yourself, uh,
0: Van Rugen, Dutch. Who said I'm Dutch? Just because my name's Dutch doesn't mean I'm Dutch. Background, I said. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it had to happen, didn't it?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should, can't never assume, should never assume, Macker.
1: Van Ruygen.
0: Van Ruygen. Right. Three,
1: three, goal. yeah. yeah. no, three, three goals. Yeah, no, three goals. Yeah, nine disposals, six tackles. Uh, very good game for a first gamer. It must have been must, his Dutch
0: background, theme. Must Must have been his Dutch background. They're all a bunch of assholes. Sorry about the t- <laughs> <laughs> And in the... Uh, Poor excuse for a rivalry over in the West. Uh, the Duckers, 16-12-108, uh, got up over the Weagles, nine thirteen sixty seven after a tight-ish first half. Fremantle just uh, got on top there.
1: Yeah, well, Darcy was absolutely... Because well, West Coast haven't got good ruckmen at the moment. Um, no. And Darcy absolutely dominated the ruck over there, and, and uh, the rest just fed off of him, and... Uh, West Coast on top of that they had a lot of injuries coming into the game they had injuries during the game Mm. they they are they are a good chance to lock in bottom, it's going to be out of them in Hawthorne for bottom don't rule out the Suns
0: Um, now we haven't been showing the ladder lately so I thought I'd better show that we've got St Kilda and Collingwood on top 12 points apiece Carlton on 10 points, 2 wins Uh, 3 wins, uh, 2.5 wins I should say Uh, Melbourne, Sydney, Essendon, North, and that's it on two wins. Richmond on a win and a half. That's the eight. Then we've got Frio, the Giants, the Crows, West Coast, Port, just about everyone else uh, except Geelong. Geelong winless. When was the last time a a reigning Premier was winless after three rounds the following season, Mac?
1: Well, uh, I did see that. I think it was
0: about 1978. Yeah. It's um, catastrophic, dare I say. Um, oh, delightful, I say. <laughs> oh, you didn't get the pun. Um, yeah, no, look, it's it's a very interesting situation for Geelong. Um, but, um, you know, it usually takes about six rounds to shake out, in my opinion, Um and teams are just sort of getting going. Uh, A few injuries, a few slow starts, etc. The The team that has really disappointed me, and we'll move on in a second, but the team that's really disappointed me is Brisbane. Uh, They obviously felt the need for uh, bolstering their forward line, uh, which is why they got Gunston, and I think that was actually a good move in free agency. Um, But he is getting on. He's only going to be able to give them one or two years, you would think. Um, But as you say, Hitwood and Danaher... Goodness me. And you watch McStay,
1: who they got. Well, they, they actually got uh, Gunson to come and fill McStay's spot, but you watch something McStay play for uh, Collingwood and there's no comparison. You know, Gunston's easy on the way
0: out. Look, I don't rate McStay greatly. I don't think he's doing a lot for Collingwood apart from giving them another bloke up forward that has to be manned up on. You know, his output but, isn't huge, but, but he's there and he's a presence, and therefore he, he, he takes a player, doesn't he?
1: Well, when he's with Brisbane, he, he adds that different type of flavour rather yep. than those two skinny tools. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I you know, and their midfield's not getting any younger either with Neil and Torco and, and those boys, and... Um, you know, apart from Andrew's down back, they they struggle a little bit, so they they could fall off a cliff, a cliff really quickly. I reckon Brisbane.
1: Well, before we, we you know we had any trial matches or anything, I was thinking Brisbane probably should be one of the teams that will rise this year with a couple mm. of additions that they added into their team. But mm. um, what but the way they have played says no, they're not going to.
0: <coughs> not at this stage. Uh, they're going to have to find some form. Um, the lad for them that always disappoints me is Rainer. I think he could have been anything, but he's just so inconsistent. Um, one of their first not wrong.
1: yeah. He's got natural talent too.
0: Oh look, he's he's you know he's he's one of those blokes that you just look at sometimes when he's on when he's on song and think wow, you know this guy's really something. But uh, then he turns into nothing. Anyway, let's turn our attention to the game at hand, and and it was show you down whatever number it is and uh, port's home game and the prison bars were out and the bloody never Tear Us apart was out and the, they even put they even some idiot in or bunch of idiots in the in the eastern stand even bought out a banner to put over Max Bashir's name on the on the grandstand and cover it with Bruce Bloody Weber so That's all, that, all that heritage. And they played like absolute shit. And Adelaide, playing with heart and playing with aggression and with a good system, rolled them 18 goals, 9, one, one, seven, just too short of the magic number, Macker. Uh, Port Adelaide, 13, eight, 86, a margin, a convincing margin of 31 points. Yeah, just on that jump and the heritage bullshit. Not one of those Port
1: players has ever played in that stupid bloody Guernsey at S A F L level. That, that Guernsey means nothing to those players, and Do yet, you know
0: they, was, yeah, go on.
1: Sorry, uh, I think it's the most meaningless, useless thing. And the only thing I can put it down to of any benefit to Port Adelaide is the fact that they sold. They sold, I think they sold a thousand of them or something like that, so they make some money out of marking out of the dullards who are stupid enough to buy an S A F L jumper. Um, from, my, from my point of view uh, they won a, a premiership in 2004 I think it was wearing yep. a certain Guernsey and yep. certain colours and I think they're actually putting a, uh, that particular to, uh, premiership to shame by not wearing the colours that they want a flag in it's instead of this rag that they keep on insisting they want to wear
0: Macca I couldn't agree with you more mate its um, I was only thinking about this today you know because um, you know, for those that are our era, um, we remember how um, how Port or one of those teams that just couldn't ride off and all the rest of it. And they built that built that um, heritage not because of the jumper, but because of the way they played. You know, they played it. That that jumper means something for that era. You know, through the uh, particular what I remember, certainly through the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Um, where they were just a, a tough, ruthless team. It wasn't the jumper that made them a tough, ruthless team. It was the players that were in those jumpers. And they they feel like they can put that Guernsey on and it is like armour or something. And I actually think, I, I 100% agree with you, I think they're doing themselves a disservice um, by not embracing their heritage. They They sold that jumper, Mac, when they joined the AFL. They sold that jumper. And yep. then they took it back because they wanted to grab hold of, you know, 6,000 years of history. And uh, I, I think it's actually counterproductive for them.
1: Yep. And, you know, you, when you think about the build-up to the game, mm. uh, our build-up was about football. Their build-up was about a bloody jumper.
3: That's right. And
1: and it's just absolutely ridiculous. As I said, the 22 players, or plus 23 with the sub. So None of them ever played in that bloody uh, jumper uh, anywhere, anytime, and they they got to put on this stupid thing because um, because uh, Koshi wants to make a big point about it. It's, if they concentrate on winning football matches,
0: they might they might do better. They they really need. I mean, how do they feel for the rest of the year when they put on their other jumper, their normal jumper? do they feel somewhat inferior because they're not wearing the prison bars for, or the wharf pylons I should say i mean it's just enough about them tell- because what we did was uh play for uh, the first um four quarter performance of the season for us um it looked like we got the balance right um credit to selection and and the match committee for getting selection pretty much right in my opinion not only in terms of uh, um, blokes on the field, but also uh, their positioning. And uh, the, the boys just never went away.
1: Well, you know, when you actually run your, uh, your eyes down the page and just have a look at how each player went, normally I mean, we, we look about and we probably find between us maybe seven or eight players that we were happy with. And I, I just went, I did that just before we came on the show and I've got a bloody bundle of names written down here for a change of players that I, I thought were very, very good in contributing to our win. Uh, there, we did. We had very, very few weaknesses.
0: We did. Um, and um, let's just have a quick look at how we lined up. Um, there were some key ins for us. Obviously, Jordan Butts came in. Lachlan Glant came in for Fog. Um, Miller inexplicably came in um uh with uh Patrick Parnell being injured and Chase who ended up uh being the sub came in as well um Fogarty obviously injured Harry Schomburg had a good game in the twos good to know 30 plus touches three goals best on ground so uh, let's hope that he continues that form and can force his way back in and continue that form in the ones but i think the key and um you know it was spoken about at infinitum, Macca, and I'm sure that the selection panel listens to this podcast. Uh, what did we All see? That. What did we I see, Macca? Much, we saw Geordie Dawson in the middle.
1: Well that's an interesting thing. I don't know whether you saw the interview with the coach uh, after the game where uh, it was Dawson's idea that he go in the middle.
0: Uh I, no 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 that's been overblown. They've they've practiced with that setup before. But it was, it was Dawson that came in on the Monday and said, look, I think it's time. Yeah. Um, but here's something, Mac. Uh, last week I said I didn't think Jordy would necessarily be a starting mid and, would, and benefited a little bit from being a little bit outside the contest. But from what I saw in that match, Jordan Dawson could be the big-bodied midfielder that we are actually looking for. I think maybe we already have him. It's an
1: interesting thing because... You really need three Dawson's <laughs> because the guy is so good. He can play deep rod right on the last line. He can play just floating behind as he can play on the ball. The guy is so good. He can play anywhere. He can play on the wing. Um, he can play up forward. I mean, you, see, you look at some of the hard balls that he won. Some of the hits he takes and then he just keeps going. I mean, that was a, just a, an inspired move to bring Dawson uh, what, back to
0: Adelaide. What I what I enjoyed about his game was his ability to stand up and get through traffic, Macca, and this is why I'm thinking. You know who it reminded me of? It reminded me of Marcus Bontempelli, the way Geordie Dawson played in the midfield. His ability to, to keep his feet, to keep his arms free, to step through traffic and to find um, a teammate. Very, very Marcus Bontempelli, if you ask me. Yeah, very much so. And but Marcus Bell and Pelle his best. <laughs> so, um, well, that's right. Yeah. And well, so maybe maybe the search for our big body mid is over. Maybe that is Jordan Dawson. Uh, I, I'm quite happy to call it on that performance. That they they played tough in the midfield. We didn't. Uh, we'll go through stats in a minute. We didn't actually uh, do terribly well in centre, but there was probably some other uh, issues there. But I just felt like Jordan. And let's not forget. Dawson hasn't played in that role for God knows how long, probably since his SANFL days. So yeah, for him to be able to step wouldn't. in there and to and to perform like that, 20-odd 20, 20 uh, posies, uh, a couple of contested marks, um, get the ball forward and just be able to marshal the troops, I don't care whether Nick thinks it's a horses for courses situation. Jordan Dawson is our big-bodied mid, the end, in my opinion. Well,
1: he never, he's never played mid at Sydney uh, either think. so how to full credit to him, I mean is it he it's the first time he's played it at AFL level.
0: Yep. Um so that can't be missed. Um the other thing that I thought was really good to see, uh, was Riley Thill thought starting on the ground and basically hitting the contest, um, you know, taking a couple of good grabs, kicking five goals. Um you know, uh, probably uh, time to stop outsmarting ourselves and just play the kid. One
1: hundred percent right, thing. One hundred percent right. We're not going to argue all night if you're going to keep making statements like that because <laughs> yeah, that is just so right. I mean, if we don't, if we don't go with that setup, that he's he's at that foot. Fogarty's more of a leading uh, forward. Um, But Phil thought he can stand in that square and then as the ball comes in high, take a nice running jump and he he clunked some beauties, absolute beauties.
0: Now, look, I'm not actually bagging the club for not playing Riley first up because I actually think that what – and this was alluded to I think in the presser – was that they saw something click with Riley <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago and I think it was following that SANFL game where he kicked four goals or something and had like just went nuts and basically BOG um, and owned the ground. And I think Riley probably needed that, Maka, to be perfectly honest with you. I think he needed a game where he could dominate. We haven't actually seen him dominate up until that point and I think it put a bit of belief into him. So I'm not... Bagging the the club for starting him off from the twos, but on his performance uh, yesterday, um, he now needs to stay in. In my opinion,
1: hundred percent agree again, Pete.
0: Oh, this is boring. I got to find something. You. It will happen. Don't worry. It will happen. <laughs> As mentioned, don't forget uh, you guys on the channel, and we've got. We've got a fantastic audience tonight. Nearly thirty sitting in the live studio audience. I, I assume they've all got something to say, Macker. So any time you guys want to uh, chime in, feel free. I've seen I see Vardy there. I wonder how long that uh, laryngitis is going. for. <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, uh, uh Vardy
1: magic? I've recorded. I oh, mate, is he, is he? I don't Are know. You Oh so that's bad videos I thought he didn't didn't he promise to come on this show I thought he promised to come on
0: I, there was a rumor that he that he uh promised to come on but anyway um I've actually uh, not gone through any video today because I'm still bloody sorting out my uh, copyright issue with the AFL I, I think actually and Vardy, you might uh, comment on this in the chat I think the AFL have actually cracked down on their copyright because a few other people have been knocked out Lately, with uh, copyright strikes as well, so uh, I'm still trying to work through that with uh, AFL Digital, or whoever the hell they are. So, unfortunately, no uh, video highlights. But uh, look, um, I thought Lockie Glant came in and did a good job. I think Chase Jones, when he came on, did particularly well. macker I'm I really enjoy. I enjoy watching Chase when he's on the ground. I know that you know he's not. Often polished and all the rest of it, but by God, he goes in hard, doesn't he? I thought he had, he created
1: some real crunches. I mean, he came on. He's got pace, as we know. He's got pace, and he came running uh, running around. And the minute he got onto the ground. He was involved in one, and he went yeah. crunch straight in there. And I thought, Jesus, if you're going to play like this, James, you'll you'll be you'll be still hanging around, mate, because uh, I think he actually's got a lot to offer. He really because he's he's just. I, I think he's a a low, slow burner, and I think he might be just starting to get it.
0: Well, that goal that he kicked uh, uh, at the end there, um, you know, 50-odd-meter goal, and yes, he was fresh when everyone else had, had, you know, burned a fair bit off, but uh, I didn't mind it. Um, But the other thing that we mentioned on, um, and I say we, me, (laughs) mentioned last week, Macca, or I think it was on Wednesday, was the opportunity that was in front of Raleigh O'Brien um, to really dominate the game. And for mine, he was the showdown medalist. Um, it's the best game I've seen Raleigh O'Brien play, despite still not working terribly. Well, his tap work is still... I think we just have to accept that. But it was his work around the ground. It was his work uh, following up at clearance, Macca, and... Um, Best game I've seen Raleigh O'Brien play for two years, I reckon. I think you're going to find it hard to argue. all right
1: if you Asian him because his work ethic was outstanding. I mean, absolutely outstanding, his work ethic. He's still not a pretty tap ruckman, um, but he kept crashing into the other ruckman and he just kept running and running backwards and forwards. I don't know how the guy keeps going. And, look, he, he definitely was a candidate for the middle. There's no question about it because he, he was one of the dominating factors.
0: I think our midfield, and this is on Nathan Van Berlio I think our midfield just have to understand that, and we've said we've said it for ages. You've got to get in the right positions for O'Brien, and it's he's quite easy to read because wherever he's facing, that's where the ball's going. That's hundred percent right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter where he's facing. Wherever he's facing, you've got to have one in front, and you've got to have one off over his left shoulder. That's the end. That's that's his two moves.
1: I think for a bit of humor, we could uh, enter him into uh, dancing with the stars you
0: <laughs> But look, you know, a hundred, uh, aside from that, <clears throat> I've got to give credit where it's true. We've been pretty hard on Riley for good reason. And I've always said that I can forgive his tap work if he works around the ground. And Saturday night was exactly what I wanted to see from him. Um, he, he took grabs. He was... Tough in the contest, he laid tackles. Um, you know, if you can get that from your ruckman every week, um, then and he didn't get a lot of chop out from from uh Riley Thilthorpe, to be honest with you. Um you'd be happy you'd be happy with that. No, look, if he, he played like that every week. We just have to be happy. Yeah. All right. Well, Maka, why don't we Let me just see if I can get this together. Why don't we actually go through some statistics? Uh, Because we love a good statistic, don't we? Um, All right. So I'm actually...
1: Sorry? There's one really fascinating stat in this game.
0: Tell me, which one is it?
1: Our rotations. We only had 37 rotations. No, no,
0: no. that's, That's not right. That's an error. You reckon it's an error? Oh, of course it's an error. has to be an error. Yeah,
1: because on, on the face of how they published it, it looks like we only used up half our rotation.
0: Yeah, no. There's there's no way. There's no way we only had 37 rotations, mate. No way. All right, so let's have a look. Um, and, you know, in the interest of not getting a bloody copyright strike from the AFL, I've even had to do my own freaking grass. <laughs> <laughs> um disposals were 332 to 297, effective disposals two fifty one to two fifteen. Uh effective kicks one hundred fifty five, one twenty-nine. Maka, it's the first time this season I have seen or well, season proper I have seen us move the ball how we moved it in the preseason.
2: Mm. Those
0: short it kicks well. short kicks. Um hitting spotting up. We didn't bomb it into a lear. How good was that? We didn't bomb it into a lear. You know, we were, we were willing to take on the diagonal. It was fantastic. Um, and, you know, Port, surprisingly, stayed off us. They, did, they kept zoning back. They didn't really come up at us. Whereas we, when they had the ball, we were making it a real one-on-one contest, weren't we?
1: Yep. Uh, just to, to carry on from what you were saying, there was a couple of little periods where... Um, somebody like a Smith would get the ball instead of looking for the short one would do the bomb to that half-forward situation where you don't quite make it to the 50 and then, of course, it flies back down the ground again. That's where two or three of their goals came from that. But in the majority of cases, the other players did look uh, around for that short pass and get it closer before we brought it in. And the the other thing I must point point out is that um, it's obvious that Kenny can't coach. You know, when you see who Rankin stood all day, Jonas, yeah, that's just work, madness.
0: Couldn't work that out. But uh, anyway, we're not talking about them. Um, what else do we have in terms of possessions? We uh, 120 to 109 handballs, uh, 2, 212 to 188 kicks. We turn the ball over less than them, 50 to 64. And we actually, um, you know, Mac. We actually said there was two ways we were going to play this this week, and one of them was that we were going to actually, instead of focusing too much on the clearance, we were actually going to make it hard for them around stoppage and rebound off half back. And this is why I think, and g'day to Maddie Nix and the uh, Crows selection committee and coaching staff, because that's exactly what we did. That's exactly mm. what we did. We actually didn't overcommit our clearance but we made it very difficult around around stoppage and at contested position we actually won contested position 146 to 124 and we got a lot of our scoring opportunities from half back that's exactly what we did yeah um Although uh, Hinge was quite
1: outstanding with some of his clearances from, from the back lines and the way he brought the ball out was quite
0: very, very good. Yeah, imagine bringing Dorse up to the midfield and putting Hinge on a half-back flank. Who thought that would work? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, it would work well. Uh, in terms of our clearances... Uh, Let's have a look here. We lost the centre clearances 10 to 18. Around stoppage it was 29 to 32. So they won the the clearances quite comfortably by 11. But as I said, if you actually have a look at our contested work, uh, forward 50 ground ball gets was excellent, 20 to 9. So we were really at it in our forward half. Um, Ground ball gets in general 96 to 78. Uh, One percenters was pretty even. Pressure axe port... Uh, particularly in, uh, you know, they had to work really hard defensively as well. Uh, tackles, uh, they out- tackled us by about 17. But we uh, laid 17 tackles inside forward 50. Now, we haven't hit double figures all year, Mac. That's about th- three times last week's tally, I think.
1: Didn't we have one game where it was uh,
0: zero? Our year? first game was zero. I think last week it was five. Right. So um, yeah, very good. In terms of um, uh, Riley versus uh, Lysette, hit hitouts to advantage rate was about fifty-seven percent. Hitouts win percentage was about one hundred and ten percent. Forty-five to thirty-eight hitouts to advantage, fourteen to eight, uh, was pretty reasonable. But uh, gee, there's still a lot to work with there, Mac, in that area of the game. Um, we, uh, amazing amount of score involvements. Have a look at that, 105 to 71. So score involvements measures anyone that is involved in the chain to uh, that leads to a score uh, goal or behind. Now, we had 105 to 71, and it just shows you what we were talking about earlier, that we were prepared to bounce off half back, chip the ball and maintain possession, change lanes, hit up short passes, It was fantastic, and it was extremely effective at keeping the ball away from Alia and their tools, and we had a clear advantage at ground level with Rochelle and Rankin and Luke Pedler, who I thought played really well as well, um, and Lockie Murphy. So it was a a really good tactic to do that. You mentioned Murphy
1: at the end there, and he's been a whipping boy for a long time, and um, occasionally you and I have got the leather out and put it on him, but... uh, Credit where it's due. I thought Murphy played an excellent game and quite a really significant game, actually. I thought he, he kept the ball moving really quickly, quite a lot of times.
0: Look, I think that the issue with um, Lockie Murphy is he needs to be given the, a, a defined role, and he needs to have like he—he's a contested ball beast, Lockie Murphy, and he's actually really clean in close. You know, he hits the ball, hits the packs at pace. He usually is a one-take player, and he generally gives it off. He is really good, and like if we use, them, use him around the ground in those stoppage situations, it actually gives us the opportunity to have someone either outnumber the opposition at stoppage or have someone sag back defensively. So, And that's basically how he was used. And as, as long as we don't dump it on his head and rely, rely on him to kick goals... That that he that's not his strength. He, he he played all his juniors as a midfielder and he's a little undersized, but around stoppage, around the ground, he, he is very good when he's on song. And he was. I, I really liked his game. Yep. Um, so what else can I pull out here? Um yeah, so the score involvements I thought it was a real indicator of how we played. Um, in terms of our marks you'll see that bear out as well um we had uh, 9 to 8 contested marks but we had um, 88 to 63 marks in general Macker, so again that's indicative of the way we we're kicking the ball through their through their setup and on transition was very good uh defensively um we had we won 17 to 13 contest, contested defensive one-on-ones um, they, had, they had a lot of defensive half pressure acts and that just tells you, A, how much the ball was living in our forward 50, but B, how hard they were having to work to actually get the ball out. Because if you compare that with our tackle number, it was a pretty, uh, pretty willing situation in our forward 50. And it also probably uh, highlights the fact that, particularly in the first half, they seem to be getting their goals quite easily port. Um, I think they had... Five scores from ten inside fifties in the first quarter, something like that, um, and they seemed to be able to get it down there. And you know, Dixon took a couple of grabs, and Power Pepper was up early, and and all the rest of it. So, um, you know, once once we tightened up on their their entries into forward fifty and put them under a bit more pressure, it seemed to work better for us. Well, when they're rebounding
1: from around just uh, just behind center. Uh, one of the Port's tactics is that the half forwards and pockets go out wide to, to give Dixon uh, a lead straight up the ground, which is where, where he caught out Butts probably three times for the game, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all in very similar fashion. But, um, sorry, and I know I didn't think Butts had a great game, but it's very, very hard when, when, you, when you have that situation where they open up the forward line so that uh, the full four can run straight at the ball. And you, the guy behind has got really no chance whatsoever to get, into, get in, a chance to spoil him mm. because the ball comes in so quick.
0: I've not seen Geordie look so slow. Um, I don't know whether he's carrying something or whether he's just out of touch, but um, he, he looked, re- particularly in the first quarter and a half when they were sort of up and about a bit, he looked really slow to react. He was getting blocked a little bit, but I don't know. He just uh, he didn't. He didn't even at any stage I noticed in the um, in the telecast in the broadcast. You know, he was when even when the ball wasn't around, he wasn't botting up on Dixon. He wasn't getting in his face or anything like that. He was just standing away from him, and I just feel like Jordan might have been a little bit intimidated, to be honest with you.
1: He certainly doesn't look as confident as he used to in when. What- if you go back, I think not so much last year, but the year before that, you know, when he was an outstanding fullback, and um, he's just not quite at his best at the moment.
0: 1990 says that Butts has got a shoulder injury, so I mean, uh, well, that that could be it. Well, yes and no. It doesn't a sore shoulder doesn't stop you from reacting. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, in terms of our attacking stats. Um, we had 59 to 49 inside 50s. We took 13 to 9 inside marks inside 50 and 10 to 8 marks on the lead. So overall, Mac, um, it was a pretty uh, comprehensive win on most of those stats. Um, oh, did I put up contested possessions? Let's just have a quick look. Um, yeah, I did put up contested possessions earlier. So, you know, we certainly, uh, the stats really indicate how the game played i mean it wasn't hard to see how the game was being played but the stats certainly backed that up and it was a, a, a real uh change to how we've been playing the previous couple of weeks apart from our good little patches
1: yeah i think i think that's uh again factual um they're just saying in somebody said in the chat that there's they talk about butts, one said he's i sick another one said he Hasn't been the same since he had concussion. Actually, I, I don't know about the homesickness, but uh, concussion things is an, an interesting one because he he was developing into what I thought was a very good fullback. And at the moment, he's only a moderate fullback.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to make of it. I'd be interested to see um, if anything comes of it. Now, look. We also did pretty well. We need to mention that Sam Berry went off with a calf uh, halfway through the game. I didn't think Bez was playing too badly. He wasn't getting his usual output, but he was in and around the place. But uh, So we were down in the midfield rotations, and the bloke that I think stood up under those circumstances, Macker, was Rory Sloan. I, he attended a few centre bounces. He looked better than last week. He looked more mobile than last week. And I thought some of his possessions um, were, were, um, were pretty solid.
1: Yeah, I've got the same comment down that, um, I mean, we, he, he was actually sort of limping last week. I mean, you and I doubted yeah. that he was 100% fit. But, yeah. but I'll say this about Rory, that the longer the game went, the more significant he became to the team. So, I mean, it's probably that they came back to his pace uh, rather than him increasing his pace. But by the same token, he played some excellent footy in the last quarter and a half in particular when he was really needed.
0: Yeah, he really did. And um, I don't know about the ball coming back in, uh, the game coming back into his his pace. I just felt like when he went inside, um, he's always been a contested ball beast. And um, I, I felt like he really assisted in making sure that they didn't get too far away from us in terms of their clearance work.
1: Yeah, and look he he's very experienced and um yeah and it showed in I just as I say, uh I was thinking that Rory won't last long if he played like he did last week, but um I was very heartened by the way he played this week and particularly the way he finished the game off. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um so a couple of things else, uh, a couple of other things come out of it. Um, Lucky Pedler's been done for a week uh, for a sling tackle.
1: Yeah, thought he'd get a week. Um, it's going to be hard to argue. You know, I mean, we'll probably appeal it, but um, I have watched it in slow motion, and when he slings him, he, his head does hit the ground and bounce. So they've they called it medium impact, and I think we can't argue
0: with that. Oh, how could it be medium impact? What do you call it? Well, what's below medium impact? Low. That's right. Did the guy get up? He did, eventually, yes. So it's low impact, right? Um, I'm
1: only saying this on the basis that it's the Adelaide Football Club and the AFL managed to put... uh, McAdams into a, a tribunal situation, which when it should have only been a, a one or two gamer. So I, I've got no faith in him.
0: Well, the simple fact is that he didn't get a concussion test. He got up and continued to play. You're allowed to actually tackle a bloke hard. And, you know, so there was impact, it was low impact. Um, I think it should be a fine, if anything.
1: Well, but, he, no, he did. He did sling him, and that's the one that they've been penalising.
0: Yeah, but there's an argument to say that players, are, players that are getting tackled, there's an argument to say that some of them are now uh, initiating that as well. And you know, players will get do anything to get it free, and um, I, I just, I just don't think it's worth a week. I really don't.
1: Well, it's interesting. I hope he look. I hope they do appeal, and I hope they can get it down to a fine because we really need him because he is starting to look like a very good footballer, and he will be a very good footballer, and and I'd like him to to play continuously. Um, there was a, and just I actually thought if you really want to measure it, I thought the hit on McIlhenny was actually
0: worse. No, that was a football it, it, collision. It, that was a football collision, Macca. It wasn't when
1: McAdam did it, Mc, down no, the front.
0: Mate, that, the difference is that you had two players going for the ball with Michael Annie and Marshall, two players going for the ball. When McAdam shirt-fronted, um, what's-his-face, he wasn't going for the ball, he was going for the body. That's true. That is true. If, if you're going to start, we may as well start like banning contact altogether if you're going to start citing that sort of stuff?
1: Well, yeah. Only thing I think is, if, if they get that against McCann and they put this bloody clause the potential to cause harm, well, if you run straight on front onto a broken and hit that there is potential to cause harm. I mean, it's a stupid thing to
0: say, but... Um... Well, it is, well, that is, and they've set themselves up for ridicule with that because you run onto a football field and there's potential to cause injury. Um, but I don't think you can stop... I mean, it was we saw the situation with McKay um, when he broke that lad's jaw. They were both going for the ball. McKay got mm-hmm. off on appeal. That, you're, there are such a thing as football collisions, Macca, and if the intent is the ball, and the collision is incidental, in my opinion, you you can't legislate for accidents.
1: No, I, I suppose you're right. If you, if the intention is going for the ball, yeah, and, and that was a good example of it. In that, both the extensions we're talking about now though aren't going for the ball. Um, I mean, Peddles was a tackle, and the other one was a
0: a hit. Yeah, so there's. I don't mind the players having a duty of care when tackling. No one wants to see blokes getting rammed into the ground like like Paddy Parnell did last week. Okay, but Pedler's was was on the very, 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 very light edge of that. In fact, you could make it. You could make a case that um, Houston could have quite easily braced himself. He had both arms free, and he contributed to the contact with the ground. In my opinion.
1: Look, I hope they appeal it, and I hope they... But I, knew, I knew it would get reported. That was the first thing. I knew it would get reported um, because of the, what they've been doing with sling tackles. Um, it's a question of how they see the how much the impact was in terms of uh, and also whether that could have been uh, avoided by the, the other guy being tackled. Uh, I can't remember about, about whether, whether his arms were free or not. His arms were um,
0: definitely free, Mac. His, I watched I, it again this afternoon. His arms were yeah, definitely I, free.
1: It looks like we went, uh, that the, the actually the one closest to the ground was free.
0: Yeah, so why don't so, he brace himself?
1: Oh uh, Yeah, uh, that, that is one thing you could ask. I don't know. I, I hope he gets off because we need
0: him. Yeah. Um, look, aside from that, um, I don't think there were any other injuries. Texas carrying a groin though and I... I think they'll probably carry, unless it flares, I think they'll probably carry him through until Darcy's fit and then maybe do a bit of a swap there. Um, I don't think Lockie Glant did himself uh, any harm with the game that he played. Um, so he can stay in uh, for Darcy in the meantime. But, you know, if if Tex has to have a rest, then, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do there.
1: Yeah, i well, each time he's played against uh, Port Adelaide, he's, uh, he's actually shown that he's uh, he's right up to the standard. And I, I thought, you know, he was quite useful. And uh, um, I think the way you called it, I think is a good way to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if Tex has to have a break, I don't, I don't know whether you'd bring in a whether you'd bring in a um, a, a Himmelberg just for another tool or whether you'd basically because who have we got next week? We have got Frio. Um, You'd almost decide to go small and maybe bring in a Toby Nankervis or some—not uh, a Toby Nankervis, a, a Nankervis or or someone like that just to play small, or a Zach Taylor to play small up forward and go in with a bit of a mosquito fleet. They have got a couple of good uh, defenders, I think. Okay? they yeah, tall, defenders, tall, tall defenders. Tall defenders—that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. So maybe we just say, "Well, here, we'll go small." You know, you could argue both ways, but um, I I think that they'll probably try
1: and make as little change as possible.
0: No, no, no. I'm I'm only talking about if text can't get up, Macca Oh, okay. So you know, that's the wine probably kicking in, just stopping you from hearing that. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's all gone. <laughs> I'm just trying to fire it up because it's been far too amicable tonight. Um, <laughs> um look let's run through some individuals shall we and no before we do that mick's been waiting let's bring mick in because uh we always like to hear what's mick's got to say and don't forget all you guys in the chat there there's over 25 of you there so uh um if you've got something to say now's the time to do it mick how are you sir yeah
2: good
0: thanks evening all you mate.
2: Would you say would you say Macca?
1: I said everything, mate.
2: Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Just um, I can't understand how Pedler got a week for that. Hopefully the uh, club will will appeal because that uh, I've watched that a couple of times. His head does not hit the ground, and his and his um, lower arm is free. And he was all groggy until he's offered the ball and he just jumped off the ground like a bloody spring. So I think it's a lot of
1: shit, yeah. personally.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, mate.
1: Um, well, what your overall take on it? The whole game, I mean?
2: I think it was played well. I think you can see what happens when we don't play in a sauna one week and the stuff the next week, Macca. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Pretty much, you know, I'm hoping that's, you know, what we'll, this is what we saw in the pre season before we went and played in the tropics and then couldn't back it up the week after that. This is what we saw. Let's see what happens next week and the week after from now on. I'm willing to write off the first two games. Um, As far as I, you know, I was talking to a couple of people and I'm thinking, well, the first game was ridiculous heat, the second game we were cramping. Let's see what happens from this point onwards in the season. We can judge them on that. That's what I. That's my thoughts anyway.
1: It's a fair comment because to get the Giants game, we you know we were playing pretty well for three quarters, and then uh, you know I think it was thirty. Was it thirty-six degree heat and seventy or eighty percent humidity? And I think it was um,
0: like forty-nine degree heat, Macker and two hundred and thirty percent humidity. That's what you said last week.
2: Oh, I, I, I I thought I did
4: yeah, seventy-eight degrees, but and I, did I have a few <laughs> last week?
1: No, but it—it it, it, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it. It really does sap the energy, and uh, and we had a five-day break, and Richmond had an eight-day break, so we were always going to be in trouble, in the, you know, at the towards the end of the game, and very hard, I think, to, to do that. Um, and what you're saying, Mick, is quite right. I thought we played, you know, a relatively four quarters of good footy, and we need to do that every week to keep on winning games. Yeah. And uh,
2: we we. Generally- we judge them now on this game for the rest of the season. But if they can do it in this one, yeah, it's great. Let's do it in the showdown. We all love building the – betting the Wharfies. But let's see what we can do from, you know, next week and the week after. If they can bring that effort, the intensity, and actually the game plan, if they can actually play to it, we will, you know, win more games than we lose.
1: Yeah. I think the other thing that we – was. uh Very, very satisfying, Mick, with the fact that uh, a lot of our youth went very, very well. And we're talking about youth with talent, the ones that are going to be around for the next 10 years. Um, Real, very good base to add other players to, to end up eventually as a good side. Well, in my eyes, it's been the
2: last, you know, all of last season. And so far, mostly, you know, the the three games we've seen of this season, there's been a youth that's been winning us the games. It's not our senior players. Smithy's hopeless. Um,
3: Um,
2: Sloan played well this week, but last week, you know, not so much. Tex, uh I reckon reckon Tex has got a sore groin.
3: Yeah. Well,
2: obviously, because he he can't move. Like, he's out there and he's trying, But you can see him limping. He can't, and he can't, got no lateral movement. Um, he's playing injured, which is a good old Adelaide thing to do. Oh, he's 75%. Let's put him out there.
0: Well, hang on a minute. Um, before before you bag Adelaide for that, that's Darren Burgess's mantra. One of the things that he actually teaches um, players is how to play with injuries. And I've heard mm-hmm. a couple of the blokes say... Uh, now, who was it? Um, oh, whether it was Saligo or... One of those was saying how um, he had benefited from Burgess um, helping him through carrying injuries. So, you know, we have in the past played injured players, but I I think it's incorrect to say it's just Adelaide doing Adelaide things because that's actually something that Darren Burgess prides himself on. Yeah, I'm
2: probably just judging him on the past thing because we've all said it too many
0: times. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but I do. I I've been dropping Miller. I I just see, yeah, he's got all the, you know, the fancy footwork and stuff. But there's no hardness to him. Like, uh, I don't think he laid a tackle, did he? I mean, he might have laid one or two tackles, but he just doesn't seem to be, um, defensive minded. I mean, he's just not. I just I just can't see it.
1: Well, interestingly enough, Mick, I wrote down a heap of names of players that I was very happy with their game. His name's not in that list.
2: He's the only one on the ground that I was disappointed in, to tell you the truth. He's the only one that I come away from the ground and I come away from watching the game and thinking, I just don't see it with that one. I mean, the rest of the players, every single one of them put in something. But I just don't see it with Milber. Like he's, I don't know, he's got a long way to go.
1: Uh, the only other one was Butts, who's not playing, and we have got, we've already de- done that topic, but who's um, not playing up to the standard that he can play. But, yeah, you go through all the other players around the ground, and Miller stands out as, as, of the senior players, of the ones that are supposed to be very talented, who he probably gave us not too much.
2: I'd rather see Jones on the ground than Miller,
0: because
2: at least you know with Miller, uh, with Jones... You know, if he, he mightn't be as silky smooth as what Miller is supposed to be,
0: but he's going to hurt someone.
1: I did like his time on the ground, Mick. Yeah. The, th-
0: the, yeah, thing, about, to, yeah. the thing about Miller is that he's a, he's a first-round pick that no one would pay a hill of beans for at the moment. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah we wouldn't get a fifth round for him.
0: And that probably sums it up. And, yes, he's had his knee and all the rest of it, and I understand that, but he's always been inconsistent, even prior to that. And, you know, the the club shows a lot of faith in Junior. And um, I don't know whether the halfback's his position. I, I I like him running at the ball, um, but he's not a defender's backside. Um, maybe he's, no, a maybe he's a wingman. Maybe he's a wingman, Mick. Maybe he's a wingman.
2: Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Well, really? I just don't want him anywhere near near, near defence. Um, that mark that Rioli took on him, like he's just like, oh, he's in front of me. Oh, he took he marked the ball. Like there's no pressure. There's no intensity to try and then you know you could body him under it. There's nothing.
1: Uh, and the problem is, he's shown that he that he. He doesn't play well up forward, and he doesn't play too well on on, on the wing. So, um, look in fairness to him, uh, the one thing I would say about him is that because of all the injuries that he's had, he's never had great continuity of a string of games in a row. And um, but he does lack a bit of intensity. Yeah,
2: that's you know that, that's my only complaint with the whole game. Everything else, like yeah, but doesn't. I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be as quick. I don't know whether it's a mind or a body thing, but he doesn't seem to be reading the reading the play like he was.
1: No, no, no um, agree.
2: Uh I was disappointed when he got dropped, but I think we can keep him in there. I'd rather him there than than Himmelberg until we can get uh you know, the young Irish fella up and going.
1: Hey, yeah. Give him oh. a crack i think he eventually will have get get a crack there I think you know just get some uh, games underneath his belt,
0: yeah he just needs a bit of um needs a bit of match fitness i think but he didn't mm. look too bad in the twos Mick thank you very much as always
2: now, do, you think, do you think Rankin earned his money this week
0: yes I, oh, think I think he did
1: i i think that you know on a comparison that uh we had Rankin, and we paid X amount of dollars, and they had Horn Francis, and paid a certain amount of dollars, and there was only one winner.
0: I tell you what, no, didn't didn't no. Josh Shelley and uh, yeah. Josh Shelley was letting Jason Horn Francis know about it every time he beat him in a contest. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Loved, Loved it. it. Yeah, he
2: doesn't mind telling him, did
0: he? No, nah. no. Nah, it was. No, it's no it's obviously. It's obviously a bit of a. I like that about uh, Rochelle. He's obviously extremely competitive, and he would have had that sized up. He would have thought, no, no, no. But I, I'm this is this is my this is my town, not yours. And uh, he certainly let him know it every time he got beaten for a con- every time he beat him for a contest. Yeah, it's,
2: it. it's. I've seen some good things in 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 Francis, um, and I know he's a good player. Yeah, you know, we. I saw him in, you know, playing a couple of junior games, not as much as what you did, Fiend, but I saw enough. But he just seems to... It's more mental than, it, than ability. He just drops the lip.
0: Yeah, he was pretty good you for know, I them, thought. I, that thought.
2: Was, I thought that would stop. Yeah, but he still... He's the second... A couple of times he could have been done for... The thing is he gives away a lot of free kicks. He's, there's he's a couple played of 20 games, he's
0: got Mick. He's played 20 games, Mick. He's played 20 games but and he's, he's already, already a lynch. Uh, yeah, I know, but the thing is, he's he's only played 20 games, um, and some of those games were like stuck in a half forward flank or somewhere for a shit team at North Melbourne. Um, I, don't you worry, Jason Horn Francis will be a top 20 player in the league. Um, you know,
2: I'm not saying he won't be, but he needs to sort out a bit of his. Attitude before he was. Oh, yeah, That's
0: no all doubt. No doubt, he's got. We mentioned that last week. He's got some issues with mental resilience. I think um, he tends to drop the lip a little bit. Um, but I thought he was. I thought he was pretty reasonable for Port.
1: Oh yeah. No, look, he had they had a reasonably good first half. I mean, second half very poor. And my my criticism of him more than anything else is, is twice, that I can remember where. He just didn't chase. No, he yeah. didn't make any attempt. And that. And he did that last week. And that, uh, I think he's got all the tools. Uh, and he, uh, it's just a matter of trying to get the mind to match the body and the skills.
0: Yeah. Well, they've invested a lot to get him. So, um, you know, it's going to be he interesting is. to see how he pa- pans out. But I don't really want to talk about poor players.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. Rob did play well. It's one of the best games I've seen him play in a long time. I just hope we don't have to wait another three years to see another one.
0: Well, that's the benchmark, oh, yeah. isn't it, mate? It's the benchmark now, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. He, if, we, if we get that, Rob, 80% of the time, I'll be happy.
0: Yep. Yep. Yep, I agree. All I've right, always I said, good on you, mate. Take care up there. Yeah.
2: We'll date, see ya.
0: Nice to talk to you, mate. See ya. And and just a reminder, everyone who's in the live stage audience there, if you want to have something to say, um, we've got plenty of time. Um, So stick your hand up and we'll get you on. Um, Mate, let's have a look at some individuals. Now, Jordy Dawson won the the showdown medal in what I would say is controversial circumstances. Um, I don't think he was our best. He had 18 disposals, um, 13 of them effective, uh, 10 effective kicks, um, thirteen kicks in total. He had uh, nine contested, uh, uncontested possessions and twelve contested possessions. Um, in terms of his um pressure acts, he had uh, one forward fifty ground ball get. He had uh, five others. Um, pressure acts in general sixteen, which was pretty good. One, uh, two tackles, one inside fifty. Um, marking. He plays tall, doesn't he? Uh, he had two contested marks, five for the game. Um, clearance wise, um, he had only the two, uh, only the one clearance around stoppage, which that doesn't sound right because I saw him get at least two center clearances. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. So good old AFL champion data stats. I don't know who, I mean, he definitely got he definitely got clearances out of the middle. It just depends, I guess, on and- what possession they count as the clearance. Uh, he definitely often, got two. it was often Lady or um or O'Brien feeding it out to him. um in terms of his impact on our scoring he had seven inside fifties and, and that is the thing, Maka. That's what we've been crying out for. In previously we've said that, you know, his kicks out of defence are worthless because they're not they're not damaging. Well, seven inside fifties, that tells you the story. And if we have a look at his score involvements here. Uh, he had seven score involvements, um, one goal assist, uh, two shots at goal for a goal himself. Um, that's what you want. That's what we want from Jordan Dawson. That's where he's, at his most dangerous, don't you think?
1: Mm. And I, I thought I, I thought that um, his game, uh, his value was underrated to some degree because um, some of those contested possessions were really contested possessions. I mean, really, you wouldn't expect a player to get. And, uh, no, he's a heart and soul player and, he, and he's an inspirational leader of the club. And it is good that he's around the play to inspire the players around him.
0: Well, I think uh, the fact that he's bought in so heavily into our, into our culture and into our club, you know, clearly love the club, clearly happy to, to be here, obviously having been a supporter previously. Um, but, um, he's got to be around the ball. At the very least, Macca, he's got to be higher up the ground. Got to remain higher up the ground. All right. Ooh. Now, Rory Laird, um, say what you like, but he's a bloody workhorse, 26 posses. Um, he had... Um, where'd my labels go here? Was said about uh, 17 effective disposals. Um, he had 13 kicks... He had nine uncontested possessions and 18 contested possessions, uh, the four clangers. Um, in terms of his defensive work um, he got back quite a bit so he had 11 defensive half pressure acts uh, one intercept possession, one rebound 50. in terms of his clearance work he had four center clearances and five uh, seven around stoppage so he had uh, 11 uh, clearances in total. Um I thought he was excellent around the ball, Mac, and he also had four inside fifties. Um I thought it was a really good game from from Rory to be honest with you. Yep, no argument. No, no argument. <laughs> you know, I don't pay you, but I do have you on just to like say stuff. Not just agree with me. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm actually a lead fan because, I mean, it, it, his work rate is enormous. I mean, it's
0: too late now. You had your chance.
1: All right. Move on.
0: <laughs> uh, Isaac Rankin, who was another contender for the showdown as all, uh, he had um, 17 disposals, uh, 15 of which were effective, uh, 10 kicks and 6 handballs. Um, uncontested possessions were at nine, contested possessions also at nine. Um, in terms of his scoring, which is what he's in the team for, um, obviously kicked the four goals, but he also had eight score involvements and uh, four from four is much better than the return he had against the uh, Giants a couple of weeks ago. e5 Yeah, defensively, he got back. Uh, eight defensive half hard- Pardon me, press tracks and two intercept possessions. Um, did he do any work around clearance? He had three stoppage clearances uh, and always a danger around clearance, particularly in the forward half. Um, he had four inside 50s, took two marks, in, uh, sorry, one mark inside 50. And in terms of his scoring involvements, Mac, he, uh, I already said that, he had eight. So, yeah, it yeah, um, um, is money.
1: He could have easily have been. Uh, he could have easily won the, the medal. Um, I mean, he was a very significant player. Those, those four goals, plus one of those goals, was just unbelievable. It just shows you the quality of the player. That that one where I think it was the last quarter, where he's it's thrown in some, somewhere between just slightly forward of half forward. He picks up the ball. It played all around him. He doesn't look at the red goals. He's just. Picks up the ball and then grabs the ball and kicks. And he kicks it straight to the middle of the goal. He just knows where they are. Yep. I just, I, you just, there's not many players in the that can do that.
0: Not like that. Well, there's good goal snakes, and all the good goal snakes know where the goals are, Mac. You know that. Eddie Betts uh, in his uh, prime was like that as well. He just knew where the goals were and... Uh, isn't it great to have another goal sneak up forward to get excited about? We, we seem uh, to be pretty good at uh, to jagging the small forwards in the last few years, but they're fun to watch. Yeah. You
1: know, he, I don't know who he was best on rare, but he could be, some people might argue that he was. I, I, he certainly had a big impact on the game. Um, it, it's interesting who was the best player because it, Dawson had his type of impact. Rankin had his type of impact. O'Brien had his type of impact. They're all different types of impact, by the way. Um, and who uh, his type of impact? They just—they're just, they're all slightly different types of impact. But they—all of them could have been considered for being the best uh, player and on ground.
0: Well, I'm telling you, the best—the best stat um, for uh, Isaac Rankin was the fact, uh, and this completely nullifies anything that anyone wants to say about Isaac Rankin's work rate. Um, ran more Ks than anyone else on the ground. I think it was 15.6 kilometres he ran uh, for the game. And no one can tell me that Isaac Rankin doesn't work hard. Because that's, that's hard work, 15.6 Ks. And
1: stayed on the ground 100% of the time.
0: So, and you've got to love David King, who blew smoke up Isaac Rankin's ass all through the telecasts. And yet. Uh, in the pre-season and during the trade period said that we, uh, he wouldn't like Adelaide and he'd hate the crowds and we'd pay too much and Gold Coast were on a good thing and all the rest of it. David King has done a bigger backflip than an Olympic gymnast, quite honestly. <laughs>
1: You've been thinking about that one over the weekend. No, uh, just thought of it then. That was good. Um, yeah, well... David King, I think he shoots off at the mouth, and uh, then uh, as the season goes on, he regrets all these individual statements that he makes because he's wrong most of the time.
0: Well, he had a, he had a big, big, um, you know, chip on his shoulder regarding Horn Francis and all that sort of stuff. But he was dead set against us getting Rankin, and I think it's because he knew how much Rankin was going to help us.
1: If he had been. And- if he'd been going to a Victorian site, he would have said, what a great addition.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And yeah, as uh, Jad says in the chat, King actually was the one that voted for Rankin in a game. So I, I think that basically shows you that King was trying to influence the situation against Adelaide and was actually not saying what he thought about Rankin, but was actually trying to uh, pour water over the whole thing because uh, he's uh, certainly giving him a big G now.
1: Yeah, well,
0: he, he was in the 98 side that we beat too. Yeah, I know, and he's never really gotten over that. Poor old, no. poor old David. Um, now, look, um, someone who hasn't really been mentioned much in dispatches, macker and I'll be interested in your thoughts on this guy, Benny Keys? He had 19 touches. Let me just put this up on the screen. 19 touches, uh, only 11 of them uh, effective, Uh, He only had the five effective kicks out of um, 11, had 12 uncontested possessions, six contested possessions. Um, I actually thought he played pretty well.
1: He did. I I did too. Uh, I think what I like about Keyes, he's got massive work rate, massive work rate, and he's prepared to run and run and run. And... uh, He's not the most skillful player on the side, but I think his kicking is gradually improving. There's uh, some of his passes actually even hit a chest these days, which is what never used to happen in the past. But I think he's a guy that we can use in a lot of positions. Thing you know, we can use him on a half forward flank. We can use him in the middle. We can actually get him if we need to. We go. I reckon we could even put him on a wing or something like that. But uh, to me. Um, I think he's a valuable player because he just adds something to the side in terms of work rate and uh, efficiency. and, um, it, and it, it also takes a lot out of the opposition to try and keep up with him as well.
0: I, I agree with you, Mac. I think he's a versatile player and he does add value by being able to pinch it in the middle if we need something to toughen up there. Um, I didn't notice his um, his inefficiency by foot, to be honest with you um but uh there it is um just while we're talking about benny keys uh mordot sir has got his hand up and so we're inviting him in how are you going mate hey guys how you doing very good mate yeah
3: what shall we call you what's that what's what is the what is the chance that dawson is going to be played up the field next week
0: well, I certainly hope he never plays down back again, mate. To yeah. be honest, so do you mean
1: up forward or back?
0: I was
3: I was trolling them on social media all week, saying, "Tell the coach to put Dawson up for in the middle or up forward or somewhere. He's, he's useless in the back line, right? Because, I mean." You know, our team, our back line is, is, is not very good, right? I, I, I saw the other day some ex- so-called experts, you know, rated our back line as probably like the 18th, like, you know, the, the worst back line in the league. And oh, hey, right. they're, probably not, they're probably not wrong, right? Like oh, you could say that
0: now good. given how much, uh, given how much uh, score Port's given away. I don't think you'd have us <laughs> 18th at the moment.
3: Well, oh, it's, it's 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 definitely bottom fire with the backline, right? And and you know, Daw- even that's even with Dawson there, right? Back there, right? So so just play him forward, where we got we got one of the best forward lines in the competition, right? Just get the ball forward, and we can score, right? That, that's that's what Nick should be doing the rest of the season. That, 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 just try and score as many goals as possible. If we if we if we end up getting flogged, then and so be it. But but just try and play, play like a you know like uh, instinctive uh, attacking game style footy. Like like last yesterday was a, was a brilliant game. Like but I'm a bit concerned because you know in the presser it came out that Dawson was the one that went to Nicks on Monday morning and said, "Play me up, play me in the middle." It's...
1: Yeah. Look, it's to be interesting to see where he does play next week. Um... There'll be some games where it would be probably wise to play him in defence, um, depending on who you're playing. And there'll be other games where uh, it'd be more advantageous playing him in the middle. Um, he, he's just such a good player; you can play him in, in whatever position you want. He'll give you a hundred percent, and he and in very and will be quality as well. So it'd be interesting. Fiend's not nominating him as the big body midfielder that we need, and he actually is. I mean, be, but. We'd really like to have about three of him, really. You know, if we could have another
0: no, one. I, I'd, I'd see that. I'd take exception to that, Mako. We don't need three of Jordan. We just need Jordan playing in the right spot. And and you know, seven inside fifties and seven score involvements proves that. Um, what we and you said it last week, mate. If we've got deficiencies down back, then we shouldn't be using Jordan Dawson to cover them up. We should be finding players that can fill those holes. I thought Mitch Hinge did a reasonable job, a couple of brain fades, uh, one that cost us a goal uh, early. Yeah. Um, but he certainly tightened up out back, and he is a good outlet player as well, Mitch Hinge. He does distribute the ball pretty well. Oh, um, actually,
1: I like his game overall. It was a good game overall.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I don't want to see Dawson back there. I really like, you know, yes, he was good back there, but in terms of what you get in uh, for value for kicks from Geordie down back, it's chalk and cheese. We get so much more value out of his disposals when he's up the ground.
1: Yeah, I really think we've got bloody good value out of him wherever he's played, quite frankly. But, but we don't get um,
0: value on the scoreboard when he's down back, Macca, that's what I'm saying.
1: No, he was more... He, he certainly in the first half was more damaging it when he was out of the middle.
0: What else you got for us, Mark?
3: Uh, what, what do you guys think about... Uh, I mean, I mean... Uh, what, what do you have to say about Smith? I mean, he had a terrible three quarters. And then in the last, you know, he, he had a really good... Uh, he, he ran at ran boke and then took the ball on the wing. That, that, was, that was really good. But it's probably the only good thing he did all game. And, uh, I mean, Malira, that was... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Malira. He's just gone backwards. Like, uh, I don't know. He, 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 like, you know, there was so many... There was the one... You know where Sam Pepper kicked that goal? To put him in front right There's a, a, there was a moment there where malira could have tackled him but he missed the tackle he hit the guy can't tackle what I, I, don't, I don't get it he, he just he just can't stick a tackle
1: uh, he, I think he doesn't want to I mean, and I don't mean that, that to be nasty but sometimes it's very hurtful when you have to tackle somebody and um, I don't think Miller Miller is not a physical player. His attempts at tackle are pretty weak, really. They are arm tackles rather than arm and body tackles, and because um, you don't get hurt too much that way. And um,
3: well, then he's playing the wrong sport.
1: Look, I agree with it. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I, I've been very, very disappointed. He's a guy who's got skill, guy who's got talent, but you know that doesn't amount to much unless you put uh, heart and soul and uh, all the rest of it that goes with it. Miller could be a very good player, but I don't think he's ever going to give. And look, he's been had a lot of injuries, which have not helped him to get some continuity. But having said that, um, you can't play like he does. Let your player be a little bit loose, and then when you tackle, just put one arm out trying to tackle. You just you know you've got to really put the body and soul in it. He had like better...
3: I think they've got to do something with him now. Like that, they that, like he's just not. Like, playing his role. So, you know, you either drop him or you got to throw him on the wing, right? This probably suits his game style better. Throw him up on the wing, like, a few times a game or put him in the middle, right? Like, it,
0: yeah. 15 disposals, 10 and 5, um, 8 effective kicks. He had uh, 5 contested possessions and 8 uncontested possessions. In terms of his pressure acts, um, he had um, 4 ground ball gets, 1 1 percenter, uh, six pressure acts, uh, one tackle, one tackle inside 50. Uh, defensively, he had um, one contested defensive loss. Um, he won two contested defensive one-on-ones, uh, four defensive half profession, uh, pressure acts, one intercept mark, two intercept possessions, and two rebound 50s. For a running halfback that doesn't give you a lot of defensive work the numbers that really concern me are the rebound 50s and the score involvements. He needs to actually be involved in more scoring chains. He launched. He only had one score launch for the game and two score involvements for the game. Um, if you're going to play that style of a game, you've got to actually uh, hurt the opposition going the other way, and that's what we're not getting from Miller. Um, he just, he's just not providing any... He's not difficult to play against, in my opinion.
3: So, uh, just the last thing, you got, Who's your ins and outs for next week? Can, uh, assuming that Pedlar doesn't get off, which is probably going not going to happen, right? He's not going to get off. I'm pretty well, sure he's, he's going to be suspended.
0: Well, mate, you're going to have to listen to the end of the cast for that. <laughs>
3: We're not there yet. <laughs> All right, sorry. I, think, I, think, I think what they... What, I'll give I'll give you my ins and outs. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jones Jones goes in to so the twenty three. Okay. All right. Then uh, Schoenberg is the sub, and then uh, who's that? Barry goes out, right? And then oh, who who comes in for Barry?
1: Do you bring Schoenberg in?
3: Well, Schoenberg as a sub.
0: Well I mean it's if you're gonna replace into... Barry right. you have to bring Shuey in.
3: And then and then Pedlar goes out, so who who plays the Pedlar? I don't
0: know. I, don't we'll know. Know. We'll have I this actually one.
3: don't know the last part actually.
0: we we'll, all will be revealed in about fifteen minutes, mate. Well, maybe ten right, minutes. Okay, thanks for <laughs> us. <laughs> good on you, mate.
3: So, yeah.
0: All right, we've got uh Goodfella here, wanting to come on. Come on, mate. Um the the only thing, the other thing that I'd say about Miller Mac is that they made Lockie Scholl go back to the twos and work on his um, physicality, and I think Lockie Scholl has actually come back and played a very good role in that regard. Wasn't uh, you know was very stiff in that first quarter with that mark that he took back and back into the pack and didn't shirk any contests that I thought they've got to be prepared to to make Wayne Miller do the same thing in my opinion.
1: Well, yeah, true. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be upset if that happened. I just do want to talk about that particular incident. He had not taken one step off of his line. He had not taken one step off his line. He turned his body, his body, he turned his body, but he had not taken one step off his line. And how that player is allowed to stand right next to him and then to tackle him, I, I just can't believe it. I just think that is, it's umpiring with
0: umpiring madness. Well, I mean, I don't even think we need to talk about it. And uh, Goodfellas left us, unfortunately. Um, the the um, it, it was just in it. There were two. There was that one, and there was one on Mitch Hinge as well. Um, a bit later, you've got to like it's when when a player's got got the ball behind the mark, he's got to be able to take a couple of steps to kick the ball. He's not playing on if he's kick, kicking the ball sideways. You know, he's got to be able to take a couple of sex, steps to keep, keep the ball. He's only playing on if he starts running with the ball. It's the most well, ridiculous well, I, thing.
1: I played the replay several times, and he's not taken one step. He was grabbed yeah. before he'd taken one step. And the umpire had not called play on.
0: No, that's right. He hadn't called play it on, and then he made that call. So so the the players have to play to the whistle. The umpire hadn't called play on. And then, as soon as um, Power Pepper tackled him, the, the umpires made that call. It was it was just a very, very wrong call. And the, the unfortunate thing is that what's going to dominate dispatches in terms of umpiring this week is that ridiculous descent call that cost GWS any momentum. That was that was possibly, and I know we're digressing a little bit, but we should have talked about it earlier. That was possibly the worst call I've ever seen, macker. Ever. Ever.
1: It was so wrong. It was so wrong. And it was just umpiring madness. And unfortunately, all we've done with four umpires is given uh, four umpires uh, an opportunity to uh, become little megalomaniacs uh, rather than three. And uh, just show their power by throwing a stupid little decision in that doesn't exist.
0: Well, they they played the raw um, audio... Uh, on the Sunday Footy Show, and Coniglio basically says, how was that not a free? And that's dissent. Now, and the thing is that, and what they also showed on Sunday Footy Show, and I, I actually saw this during the game, a minute later, McGovern says, this, does the same thing when the ball goes out of bounds and there's nothing. It, it's this kind of, incon- and that I reckon that costs GWS the game. Oh, It, it killed it was moment, any momentum they had.
1: Totally agree with me. It was It was a momentous call because actually, was, in my opinion, uh, when McKay was tackled, uh, the ball fell out of his hands and so he hadn't handled the ball.
0: No. That, so thought, Vardy's saying that Coniglio was gesticulating. Vardy, go and look up the definition of gesticulating. Coniglio had his arms out, but he wasn't gesticulating. He had Agreed. his arms out. There's a difference, and if you're going to start paying that rubbish, we may as well just we may as well just forget about it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I go
1: back to last year, the beginning of the year when they brought that ridiculous rule in. Um, remember, there was just 50 meter penalties all over the place when people, if they would even passed wind near the umpire, you know, it, it was ridiculous. And then uh, as the season went on, they, they virtually dropped it, and you could see players almost challenging the umpire all the time, and nothing happened. And yet we start the season again, and then we come up with this stupid idiot thing again.
0: I've seen I've seen probably twenty incidences of play, of players questioning decisions since the Caniggia one, and not one got paid. Correct. And yet this this idiot decides to pay one in front of goal. There was no swearing; it wasn't up in his face or anything like that. He has basically said, "How is that not a free?" and and the umpire has deemed that that is sufficient to cost them a goal and the game. I think it was was critical. Unbelievable. All right, let's continue with our um, players. Now, we were looking at Millerer. Who else should we have a look at here real quick? I'd like to have a look at Rory Sloan because I thought particularly after halftime, he was quite good uh, when Bez went out. He had 20... What do he have there? 22 touches. Um... Of which seventeen were effective. Um, he had seven effective kicks, uh, quite a few handballs, uncontested possessions, fifteen contested posses, um He had eight. Um, so I just, like I said, when Barry went off and we needed someone just to stand up, um, I thought he was pretty good in the middle, uh, Mac.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Just on Barry, what, what is the actual injury that he's got? Calf, calf, calf strain. That could be three to four.
0: Yeah, and quite possible that's what he's been carrying. Who knows? Um, Roy Sloane, he had six score involvements uh, in terms of his pressure acts, which is always uh, where he excels. He had uh, five ground ball gets, he had ten pressure acts, uh, one tackle. Um, Defensively, he had um, six defensive half uh, pressure hacks, four intercept possessions. In terms of his clearance work, uh, one centre clearance and three round stoppage for a total of four. I, I just thought it was um, a pretty good a pretty good effort by Sloney. He looked like he was moving better. Five inside 50s too, which is what you want from your mid- midfield. So um, a pretty good effort overall by Rory.
1: Yeah, and um, he does have that versatility that you can pop him into the middle, and uh, he went in there two or three times and was very effective when he did. So... Uh, it was a vastly improved performance on the previous week.
0: Yeah. Um any others you want to have a look at before we uh, move on, Mac?
1: Yeah, Michelani. I I just want to mention this boy. I just think um Chris Dora, who's the dore or however his name is pronounced, who's the uh draft expert, I've been having words and debate with him about he he rated Michelani as a uh, a poor choice because he said just a defensive backman. Now, if he watched that game on uh, the weekend, he would have to eat his own words, but he won't because he's so he's so up himself. You know, Chris,
0: um, Chris isn't much of an expert.
1: No, no so, I don't know, well, so-called expert then. Um, he'd, he'd
0: like to think of himself as an expert, but he's not an yeah. expert.
1: I thought Micheletti, uh for a guy playing his first game, he's playing gonna show down. I thought he played very well when he had his opportunity. He's got very good pace for his size thing. Very good. And he, he can play on small players, he can play on tall players. And to take the hit that he did, which it would have would have had you and I crying for about a month, um, I mean the guys got up and um he came off and they
0: mate, it was bloody Todd Marshall. If he ran into me, he'd be crying for a month. <laughs> well, I still wouldn't like it. it, have it him then. in half. Unfortunately, Michael Annie was the only bloke on the ground that was skinnier than him.
1: That's probably true. Um, but, yeah, but I thought yeah, he came off and then he had the courage to get back out there again and perform as he really should perform.
0: Now, Firewalker makes a really good point, Macker, and it's starting to annoy me. The name is Michael Annie, not Michel Annie. Okay, Michael Lenny. There's no K in it. Okay. Thank you. Um, he had look twelve disposals, all effective. Um, Ten of them kicks. Um, he had what's that? Seven contest uh, uncontested possessions, four contested possessions. In terms of its pres- pressure stats, Macar. Um, Max Michelani uh, 2 ground ball gets 2 one percenters he had 7 pressure acts and 5 tackles uh, defensively uh, 2 contested def- defensive 1 on 1s uh, 6 defensive half pre- pressure acts 1 intercept mark I thought he took a couple more actually um, 5 intercept possessions uh, 4 rebound 50 and 2 spoils did he get involved in any scoring chains, yeah. So he launched three scores and um, had four score involvements. Not bad from halfback. Um, so um, look, and he had one inside fifty. Look, it was I, I like him. It, like the comparisons to Ben Hart are, are really good. I think uh, mm. he's probably not quite as dour as Ben was. I think he, he can he can uh, move the ball quite aggressively um you know ben was a very good one on one defender uh max maybe has another one or two strings to his bow in my in my opinion
1: oh i think he's going to develop into a very 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 good player he you know he's going to be that that really outstanding defender that we really want and it's going to you know he's, a, he's only played three games
0: three games wait well, this a, guy he's a kid and he's a ki- he's a light kid playing in a tough position. And he's done what? so well. He's done far better than I expected. Far
1: better. Yep, he, he's got 50 games under his belt. He'll be outstanding.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and we uh, we should tip our hat to um, our good mate Peter Jay who uh, picked him a mile out, um, having had some involvement. And apparently his mm. uh, younger brother's not going too badly at the moment either.
1: I don't know. There could be another one in uh, the Michael Annie clan. <laughs> I just thought I had to say it and um, well, you had to happy. say it
0: because that's how you say it Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alright well look I think we've gone through enough players um, uh, uh Sir so earlier was talking about the outs Oh we've got a good fella coming back here Let's bring him back in and see what he's got to say Come in mate uh, You're on mute so take yourself on, off mute And you should be right Or maybe stay on mute and we won't be able to hear you. There you go. There we go. How are you going? Hey, fellas. Hey, mate. Yeah, not
4: too bad. Just had, a, just had a bit of microphone trouble there. The computer wasn't picking it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no problems. What do you got to say, mate? Um, I
4: was just thinking, this is more or less to me, this has to be the line, the, the line in the sand for both the coach and the team itself. The, this game that we just played, obviously, against Port Adelaide, but also the third quarter against Richmond.
0: I agree with that. That's going to be the, the line yeah. of the sand. Yeah, it's the benchmark, well, we isn't accept, it, mate?
4: Yeah, we can't really accept less than that. Or if or if it is, if it has to be, or if we do pay less, then we at least have to be somewhat competitive. And you know, extent, like, either up forward or down back.
0: Yeah, and last year one of the things that uh, we prided on was our ability to stay in games, and this year we've got to. Uh, you know, the the goal is to add to that and actually win some. Um and yeah. you, you know Mick was prepared to give away the first two games on you know circumstances. I guess that's fair enough, but really for the rest of the season now, this is the benchmark about of how the team can play because we put four quarters of good footy together, high intensity footy. Uh, we played smart, we played good structure, and it and it may it's not only the players that this is the benchmark for. I feel like it's also the coaching staff that it's the benchmark for because. It's probably the first game this season that I've felt that they've got things right.
4: Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, I was almost—I was almost going to come on last week and uh, just about berate the bloody club. Yeah. The way we played against Richmond, I mean, to an extent, it was almost reminding me of the nineties with like Modra, and then you can go back to the early days with like Hodges and Jamo, where it was one man focused, especially towards the end of that last quarter last week. Yep. Every kick was either two two techs or in his direction, and all Richmond had to do was put an extra body there next to him, and the ball was either going out of bounds, going to ground, and they were just running away with it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but this, but this just shows the beauty of having Phil four up at full forward. That that guy that, you know, he's a – I don't know how tall he is. He's, he's about 6'11", or something like that. He's, he's actually a tad –
4: I've hmm? seen him in person. I'm here in Port Augusta. He came here long, long, not long after the Tex Walker Aboriginal descent, bloody like gate and all that there stuff. He actually come here for an Aboriginal liaison bloody conferencing that we had. Yep. Uh, he's actually taller than Tex. He's oh, 202. 202.
0: 202. He's 202. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's no, actually and taller and than Tex.
1: By a long way. By a long way. Yeah. And, the beauty, and the beauty of him is he's mobile. He really is mobile. And you think of the... Um, there were two goals, for example, where he he took the ball as the ball came flying in from uh, up forward. He's running straight at it. A player runs past. He goes whoosh across to the side and, and a goal. And the other one where he's kicked it over his head again, which for the, the second time he's done that. And yeah, the, that's,
4: that's slowly becoming his trademark, I think.
1: It, it is. And, no, I, I, I love talk as a player. And I think that uh, Fiennes was quite right, putting him in the, uh, the twos. Uh, just sort of sharpened his mind up, sharpened his desire up. And now we're starting to see. Uh, I mean, the guy's got so much ability, he's got bags of it. And uh, now we're starting to see it. And I think that um, if we want to see this every week, we've got to have a Phil Thorpe at full forward who can actually take that lovely high mark and then kick a goal.
4: Most definitely. He can't have next week drop him to bring someone else in. Like he needs to, He needs at least a good regular, what, three to four, maybe at most like five games now.
0: Oh, he's just part of the get, team get get now, that, mate, in my that opinion. Focus up. Yeah. Yeah,
4: that's you what
0: know, not... I
4: that, that was another thing I was always with this current squad and the coaching thing is that, we've, and we used to do it sort of in the past as well, is we'd give a player a, a couple of games and then, oh, no, he's not quite upstanding, so we'd dump him and then maybe you'd never even see him again. Or if you did, he'd be playing in a different position and the structure in that would sort of disappear. But like the inconsistency was like with just dropping players. Oh, yeah, he played well. Yep, no worries. But he, then he'd drop, they'd drop him next week because, you know, Sloane would come back or Tex would be back or, you know, even back in the day, you know, you'd bring, oh, no, Hodges hasn't played well. Oh, I'll bring Modre in and then, you know. Well, it was like, to- what, not so much horses for courses, but always like, oh, he's the star player of the club, so we've got to bring him back. Don't worry about this youngster. He's not going to quite, you know.
0: yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean.
4: It's always, yeah. oh, yeah, we give him a game. He done it right. Nah, he needed this player back in because he's, you know.
0: Because he's the stalwart.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We needed, not so much get rid of him, but, I mean, like, Tex, with this injury that he may have or doesn't have or whatever, whichever way they want to look at it, he may, I mean, you could almost rest him now and leave. Um, who was the other forward, The other young fellow we had up forward there last Glant. Yeah, give him a few games now.
0: Yeah, I agree. Try I...
4: those two out. Try those two out as the par- as the new partnership until the two um, brick shithouses, my language, can sort of you know get their bodies back in the- together yeah. again.
0: Well, I reckon Tex might be forced out next week. That grind didn't look too good, yeah. so uh, we'll see how we go.
4: Yeah,
0: there was a few times there on the wing there where he sort of
4: just got the ball, and it's like someone come near me. I can't kick this thing. Yeah, like, yeah, to <laughs> yeah. have to just hand it
0: off. Yeah, couldn't move yeah, sideways. Yeah, no, long, long
4: time listener. Yeah, no, a long time listener. First time caller. Been waiting for something like this. I actually watch a lot of. I'm an English football supporter, so Man United supporter. Yeah, and yeah, waiting for something like this to here yeah, for the crows or the AFL itself in general. Beautiful
1: right. man. Got, I'm a Man United supporter too. Um, not so good days yep. at the moment, but they'll come
4: back. Ah, well, at least Liverpool got spanked last night. <laughs> Mate, it's yeah, good no, to have him. It's very similar with them. Like they wrote the first two games off. They got we got belted the first two games, and now look at us. You know, we're playing a lot better than what we have in the last five years.
0: Well, I'm a West Ham supporter. I think we're battling rele- relegation, aren't we? I haven't watched it for a while.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think you might want to get rid of your coach. We had him for like what was it, nine months or something?
0: Yeah, that'll be right. I haven't yeah, I don't want to talk so mate, it's good to have a good yeah. uh, new voice on, on here, so uh don't don't uh, make your first time be your last time.
1: Yeah, no, well done, mate. Uh
4: that's all right. I'll uh yeah, try and catch up with you next week. Good
0: morning,
4: yeah, mate. Right. yeah.
0: Yes. It's just that easy. It's just that easy to get on, Mac. And uh we have always had uh, good interaction here. We got uh, you know, twenty to thirty in the chat here or oh, in the on, in the stage not not the chat we've got tons more in the chat but uh, you know anytime someone wants to come on and have something to say it's always good good value and good fun and we love doing it it's one of the things that makes our podcast a little bit unique so uh, you know keep them coming uh, now Mac um, more dots sir asked about ins and outs we kind of touched on it a bit but uh, for mine uh, I'm gonna assume that Tex is out. And Berry is out. So two force changes. So I would be bringing in Schoenberg for Berry and I would be bringing in for Tex. Oh, um, I reckon I might try Young Nankervis for, for just a bit, of a bit of a left field thing. And then uh, I'd also be heavily considering... Starting chase on the ground with Miller uh, either on the bench or as sub or left right out. Uh
1: well it's Sean Ford for Berry, I think. Sean, Sean, Bird, Sean mate. So, yeah, sorry. Sean so Berg for Berry. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, that's a natural uh selection, I think. Um, but now is there, he hasn't been playing forward, mate. He's been playing the back line, so I don't care. Um, I don't care. No, I I think that um, maybe we go just that little bit smaller, and we we put Gallant at centre half forward. Right. Let him play. Gallant play at centre half forward, and we just put a, an, another small around him.
0: Put some maybe Zach Taylor then for a, for a debut off half forward.
1: Well, whoever's been really shining.
0: Leaky Peddler might be out. Might need another one. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, we are going to be looking for. Well, we've we've always got uh, uh, some good old regulars back us playing back there in the, in the two.
0: <laughs> And But look, this is—I mean—it's interesting because our forward line is our strength, and yet that's where we've uh, been hit with injury and suspension. Um, it is. I mean, Jones yeah. has got to come to the side too. I think. Yeah, I think Jones needs. I, th- you know, I do like him. He's a very good sub because he can come in and have an impact. Um, I it is what I identified earlier in the season, though, Mac, that our depth is still a little bit of a, a worry. You know, we've probably got two lads, um, Worrell when he's good and uh, Braden Cook, who can come in defensively. Um, you know, Zach Taylor's sort of roundish the mark, but we're pretty light on after that. Um, yeah. You know uh, the the two young lads, um, Bond and what's the other guy's name? I've Forgotten his name. Not quite. Uh, not Bill, quite. Uh, w- uh, Bill Bill D- Willie Dowling.
1: Bill William Dow. Billy Dowling. Yeah,
0: Dowling. Um, he's injured at the moment, anyway. Um, yep. So we're you know this has got to be it now. Keane's probably the only other one that you could consider, but he seems a bit short of a gallop, so he might not be ready yet. Um, McHenry is the one that Jad reminds me of that may come in for Peddler if if Pedler doesn't get off. Um, so you know um, our forward line is when you think about it missing probably first uh, four first choice players.
1: Yeah, it, it, we don't. You know, it's a pity we, we've got a couple of injuries there, and uh, if Pedler goes with that, you know, that, that's at least three that top top good very good players. No, we're not, we're not talking about average
0: players. Oh, we've got McCannum
1: out as well, of course.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah, so we're uh, out... You know, it's a good thing we have got some depth in the forward line because we've got no one left. Now, of course, we're playing Fremantle next week at Adelaide Oval on Saturday... Oh, Saturday afternoon. Um, so, uh, and they've come off a reasonableish win, nothing to write home about against West Coast. The West Coast aren't going great, so... Um, certainly gettable Fremantle, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that Lego and Keys could also fill in roles in the half forward line as well, too I think. And, um,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But would still and, have. 20, and he two
1: can, plus so. Yeah, but you bring Jones and he can cover up on a wing or something like that, or in the back, or have turns through the middle, as even or even in the back line, whatever.
0: Yeah, so put those nuts on the line, mate. Who are you going for next week? Oh,
1: I think I'd be disappointed if we didn't win, and I'd be disappointed if we didn't win by five, six goals.
0: So there's the uh, there's the showdown letdown. I'd be really disappointed if we wasted all that this is my attitude. If you lose the next game, you're almost wasting the effort that you put in the game before. I think um, that's
1: a very good way to look at it.
0: You know, so they've got to consolidate this win by taking on Fremantle and beating them. They need to play with the same level of intensity. Um, so um, I, I'm tipping us by about four or five goals.
1: Yeah, I'm just going one more than you.
0: Very good. All right, just before we wrap things up, uh, let's have a quick look at the uh, tipping comp. Um, and I'm slowly moving up the ranks, macca Slowly moving up the ranks. Uh, five on the weekend. Crotato had seven. He's... Uh, and in front on seventeen, uh, John A also had seven. He's on sixteen with Baxter. Um, a couple just dropping off a little bit. Brad Brad M only had three. He's dropped back down to fourteen. J Mac also on fourteen, and he's he's Phoenix just just bobbing up with a lazy five up to thirteen. Gotten in front of uh, Crow's Girl, which is always a good thing. Crow's Girl only had three. Um, and she'll hear about that tomorrow morning. Um further down, scoot disappointing three. Uh nineteen ninety. An extremely disappointing two, Matt. An extremely disappointing two from nineteen ninety. I expected better. I
1: must a asked tip to mate. I must
0: admit no I, Nobody I asked not, you. I, no nobody asked you. You're not in our comp. We're not talking about you. Right? Nobody
1: right, asked you at all. Pardon me for Good.
0: <laughs> now, in terms of fantasy footy, what happened in fantasy footy? I think I might get done. I did get done. Bloody hell! Uh, Super Christian bastard, be by a hundred. Uh, who else got up? Uh, Brad M got up. Uh, Crow's girl got up. Uh, Tom P twenty one hundred. Uh, good stuff. Um, Chris E got up. Tony S got up, Jack A got up. His fantasy is better than his tipping. John C got up and Jad got up. So let's, let's have a quick look at the ladder on this one. Oh, Tony S uh, in front. Uh, well, there's a few with three wins, actually. Tony S, Jack A, Jad, John C, Christian, Tom P and Glenn on eight. Uh, Mix on four with me. And Matt M and Chris E and Brad M and Nikki and Mark B. And then we've got four yet to open their account Tom C, I, G, Dollar Duller, and Chris S. So, uh, yeah, a bit to play for. But uh, I feel like I'm just falling off the mark, Mac. I only had um, what did I have. I had 1900 and something. How many did you have? I had 1946. I about twenty
1: one hundred on
0: I got let down by bloody uh, Tom Green let me down big time yeah I mean, there's ca- a captain or something yep, yep, so unfortunate, never mind, touches life. All right, well look, that just about wraps us up mate, Uh, just a couple of things reminder, if you do want some uh, merch, and none of us are wearing our merch at the moment, I'm actually going to get a hoodie Mac, because it's getting a bit chilly now, so I'm going to get a Crowcast hoodie, Uh, I think they're 50 bucks on the website Um, so go to aflcrowcast.com and check out the merch there's some good stuff going on and if you do want something uh, personalised you can uh, touch base with me and I'm happy to Put something together for you. Um, don't forget if you are watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe. Please subscribe. Uh, we're going really well on YouTube, Mac. Uh, but the more subscriptions, the better. And don't forget to give us a like as well. If you're listening to us on demand through audio through iTunes, it'll be great to get a review or two on there. That'd be fantastic. Um, I reckon that might be it, mate. We've done right right. I'd just like to say, touch wood. Not one technical hitch, not one
1: technical hitch, yeah, it wasn't a good show in that respect, I
0: mean, <laughs> I feel like I've let everyone down, <laughs> yeah, but
1: they normally they lose three pages of the criticism of the technical stuff, so I mean, we've done sorry guys we've we've let you down,
0: yeah, we'll be back with some technical hitches next week, um uh, the one when you get one uh glitch free that just means. You've got two coming up. <laughs> we might. We and look. I'll work very hard on trying to get rid of Macca's curtain between now and next week as well because it's really starting to hurt my eyes, Macca. Why does it bother you so much? <laughs> because it looks stupid.
1: <laughs> I just bloody curtain, mate.
0: <laughs> oh shit! Anyway, look. Uh, very happy with the weekend's results. Very happy uh, to have had everyone along with us um, tonight. It's been really fun and a good chat. Thanks to those who participated on the live chat. Maka. we will see you next week.
1: Yeah, just last comment is um, I saw ninety ninety said I mean, we need more arguments <laughs> next week. Well, We'll probably go sit out and we'll probably have
0: something to go have, argue about. But yeah,
1: it, was, to... it was a bit hard tonight to, to argue.
0: Yeah, you can't argue when everyone's on the same page, but uh, don't worry, there'll be plenty more.
1: I'll <laughs> oh, guarantee.
0: All right, Head thanks, <laughs> everyone, for joining us. Uh, everyone take care during the week, short week this week, uh, and we will we have a cast on Easter, mate? I guess we will. Yeah, normal time next Sunday. Until then, stay safe, be good, and uh, see you then.
1: Yeah, good night all.
0: Night all.